Lord. Am I on now? Praise the Lord. Yeshua. Yeshua. Father, we just thank you. For you are good. And your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord, because if it had not been the Lord that was on our side, let Israel say, if it had not been the Lord that was on our side, people would have said, where is your God? We thank you for this day. Lord, I yield myself completely to you. None of me, but all of you. Lord, just as it was in your mind, in your heart, that this day that I'll be standing on this platform, sharing the word of God, Lord, I pray everything you put in my heart will come out exactly like it was in the mighty name of Jesus. Let there be freedom in the spirit this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. I'm excited to be up here this morning. I want to thank Pastor, um, Pastor Mike and all the leadership for this incredible opportunity to share the Word of God. It's a passion of mine. Um, I don't know, many of you that know me, you know I have a ministry that I do on Facebook um, every, every week. I do messages. I just want to share the Word of God. Amen? So as uh, Pastor was talking about, I preached a message at the Spanish church last, last week, and there were a lot of great feedback, which all the glory belongs to Jesus. Um, as I was thinking about what I was going to speak on this morning, the Lord said, you're going to speak on the same thing. So I'm going to be speaking on uh, the subject that I did last Sunday. Now, while the worship was going on, I heard many messages through Pastor Mike, and several people came to me, speaking to me about what the Lord had given them about this message. So there's a lot riding on this message. Amen? It's riding on the Lord Jesus. Amen? So I want you to see me as a microphone. Amen? I'm just a mouthpiece for the Lord Jesus. Forget about me and look at Jesus. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen? So this morning, I'm believing God there will be miracles. This morning, I'm believing God there will be signs and wonders. Amen? Do we believe that? I'm believing God that chains will be broken in the house this morning. I'm believing God for breakthrough on every side this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. So I want to uh, do some housekeeping before I dive into the word. Um, A couple of things that the enemy will try to do is to say everything that he's talking about, you are not qualified. Uh Everything that this man is talking about doesn't apply to you. Maybe it's shame. Maybe it's doubt. Maybe it's many years of waiting and waiting and waiting, and there's nothing to show for it. But I'm telling you, it's a new day. It's a new day. And the Lord is here to do you good. Amen? The Lord Jesus is here to do you good. So I want you to, in every, in every message, especially when it centers on faith, uh, you can be one of two camps. You can say, oh, that's a great message. That sounds good. That sounds wonderful. I wish that would happen to me. You can be in that camp and say, oh, it's great. It's wonderful. It's, uh, you know, the Pastor Mike's of this world, this Pastor Tom of this world. God works in their life. But not people like me. I want you to, if you're in that camp, I want you to resign your membership and join this other camp. Amen? Just tear the paper and say, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm going to the other camp. Because Jesus is a miracle worker. Amen? Jesus is a miracle worker. And so the message this morning for the, uh, if you're looking for a title, like I said, while the worship was going on, God said, I want you to change the title to The Testimony of Jesus. Amen? My title originally was going to be the title of our book, which is Don't Buy the Picture, but the Lord said it's going to be The Testimony of Jesus. You find that in Revelation 19. The Testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Amen? So this morning, I'm believing God. Now, let me set the stage. Amen? Let me set the stage. In Luke chapter 5, verse 17. In Luke chapter 5, verse 17. One day, Jesus was teaching. I'm going to give us a minute to get there. One day, Jesus was teaching. 
just like today. And Pharisees and teachers of the Lord were sitting there. They came from every village of Galilee, from Judea and Jerusalem. And there was somebody else that was there. The Bible says, and the power of the Lord was present to heal. I remember one day I was reading that scripture and I was meditating. And the Lord said, go back over that. What did you see? He said, there were people, you know, important people, Pharisees, teachers of the law. They were sitting while Jesus was teaching. And so the power of the Lord was also there. And he had one agenda, to heal, to deliver, to set the people free. I believe the Lord is here this morning. Amen? I believe Jesus is here this morning. How many of you believe that cancer can dissolve in a moment? Amen? How many of you believe that every form of disease known to man, diagnosed or undiagnosed, Jesus can meet you right here, right now? Remember I told you to forget about me. It's not about me, it's about Jesus. Yeshua. Remember we were singing that song this morning, I said, this, this church is just on the same wavelength, the wavelength of the Holy Spirit. It's about Jesus. Yeshua. He's the one that will do the work. Glory to God. So I want you to be expectant this morning. Amen? Expectation is breeding ground for miracles. I don't care what the miracle you need in your life, whether it's legal, whether it's health in your body, whether it's in, in emotional, it doesn't matter. Jesus is a specialist in all realms. Amen? So I want you to get excited this morning. Tell your neighbor, today is the day of my miracle. Come on, be excited about it. Today is the day of my miracle. Today the Lord is going to visit me. The Lord is going to visit me. In the name of Jesus. So, um, talking about our story. Our story started about 11 years ago. Uh, my daughter, Miracle. Uh, we had a normal pregnancy up until the end of the first trimester, and then all hell broke loose. And exactly around that time, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I want you to write a book with your wife. And you're going to call the book, Don't Buy the Picture. Now, remember, we just, we just had some terrible news. Amen? We just had some bad news, which I'm going to get into in a little bit. But God told me, I want you to write a book about what's going to happen, about the miracle that I'm about to give you. So that gave me so much confidence and comfort. It's almost like you are looking at the end of the book, and you're at the beginning. <laughs> so I was excited, and I just kept writing. I just kept writing. And I'm telling you, the things that we went through and, and the Lord brought us through, that's why I said the title of the message is The Testimony of Jesus. It's not us. It's not about some individual that has this huge, giant faith. It's about Jesus. Jesus. Somebody say that name, Jesus. Jesus. It's about him and what he's going to do in our life this morning. So if you open your Bible with me to Mark chapter 5, that's our text. Mark chapter 5. I love Mark chapter 5. The book of Mark chapter 5, beginning from verse 21. Praise the Lord. One thing that the Lord put in my heart to say while I was preparing throughout the week was to remind you, don't wait till when we call for ministration to receive. The Bible says he sent his word and his word healed them. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him is life. And the life is the light of men. The light shines in darkness, and darkness comprehended. You know. So I want you to, while the message is going on, the Lord is going to be reaching out to you. Amen? Amen. The Lord is going to be touching you right there in the seat. Don't wait till the end of the service to receive. You are a sponge this morning. Just receive from the Lord. Amen? So I want to plug that in before we dive in. Because every time we read the Word of God, you are reading the life. John 1, 1 tells us. So as we read the word of God, begin to receive. Amen? Mark chapter 5, verse 20, beginning from verse 20. When Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and it was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And, he was, and when he saw him, he fell down at the feet and begged him. He, the first thing that he did was he worshipped earnestly, saying, 
My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus said, well, let's go. Praise the Lord. One of the things I found in the ministry of Jesus, you see that with blind Bartimaeus. You see that through many, many examples. Anytime a man or a woman engages faith, amen? Anytime a man or woman connects by faith, you stop Jesus, amen? You, you get his attention, amen? You get his attention. So this man made a proclamation. A proclamation. He said, Jesus, my daughter is lying at the point of death. Come to my house and heal her. And Jesus packed up whatever he was doing, and he was on the way. Now, you know the story. In Mark chapter 5, as they were going, the scripture tells us about a woman. Glory to God. The Bible calls her the woman with the issue of blood. And the scripture said she came from behind and touched his clothes. His clothes. And think about it. In a gathering, like it was described in scripture, there were a lot of people thronging onto Jesus. That's what my King James Version said. It was a big crowd. Think of uh, this, you know, you go to a ball game or you go to a concert. Everybody is packed like sardines, you know, everybody's touching everybody. And Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? And the disciples were like, uh, Lord, check, check. Lord, uh, you're embarrassing us. Everybody's touching you. Everybody's touching everybody. But Jesus said, no, no, no. This one is different. This is a touch of faith. This is a touch of faith with intention. A touch of faith. Somebody that wants something from the Lord. So you can be in a church and everybody is, quote, unquote, around Jesus. But how many people are really touching Jesus? Amen? How many people are really, really touching Jesus by faith? How many people are saying, Lord, today, I'm getting my miracle. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent will take it by force. The violent will take it by force. You say, no, doctor, thank you for the report that you've given me, but I have, I have another doctor. His name is Jesus. Amen? I do whatever you, 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 you've got to do to help me, but I want you to know that the chief doctor in this case is Jesus. Amen? You are not the chief on this case. Jesus is my number one. You are just, you know, we are just consulting with you. Amen? So everybody is touching Jesus as it were, but only the touch of faith draws power. What is your touch this morning? Amen? What is your touch this morning? I don't know how much of the story I'm going to be able to get into, but I'm just trusting the Holy Spirit to bring it out. So now a certain woman, verse 25, who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians, she had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Now, why would she say that? I mean, you guys go to the mall. You go shopping. Can you imagine, especially for the ladies, you are walking around in the mall, minding your own business. Somebody grab your skirt. What you going to do? 911. Smack them like, what's going on? Do I know you? But that's what the woman did. She grabbed Jesus. You know why she did? Because somebody told her. The Bible says she heard. She heard about Jesus. What did she hear? She heard that something is coming out of him. And when it comes out of him like electricity, the anointing, the power, whoever touches that thing, whatever that thing is, whatever they have, whether it's cancer, whether it's uh, rheumatoid arthritis, whatever the disease is, that thing seems to just drive it out. Like you are, you are driving out a bad rubbish. It seems to just drive it out. So she heard that. Now, if you look at Leviticus 20, uh, 15, in the, whole, in the whole covenant, there's laws in the books about when you have an issue coming out of you, whether you're a man or a woman. When you get home, you can study that. But there's a specific uh, um, instruction that the Lord gave to his people about a woman 
coming with issues, blood, you know, like the time of the month. And so when that is happening, the scripture says, during that time, when your period ends for seven days, you're unclean. And anything that you touch, whether it's a furniture or a person, is unclean. And you are not allowed to come in contact with other people because you make them unclean. And so when you are coming into town, you are shouting unclean, unclean, to let people know, you know, pathway for me, if you don't want to be unclean, I'm coming into town. The same thing with leprosy. So this woman risked her life by coming into the crowd. She wasn't supposed to be there. I'm showing you the mindset of a man and a woman that will get a miracle from God. She risked her life coming to the crowd and grabbed the garment of Jesus. I remember Jesus was a rabbi. So <laughs> that's the person that will sentence her to you know, whatever punishment prescribed in the law. But she grabbed Jesus. And when she did, remember Jesus was going to Jairus' house because of his faith. On the way to Jairus' house, somebody else grabbed him. And Jesus turned around and said, okay, I got to attend to this. There's another fate. Boop, 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 boop. I mean, Jesus, Jesus is like a heat or faith-seeking missile. You put it into action, it's coming for you. Amen? You put faith into action, it's coming for you. And so, when she did, Jesus turned around and the disciples were like, Master, you're embarrassing us. Everybody's touching you. No, 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 no. This is a different kind of touch. Amen? What is your touch this morning? Are you grabbing Jesus? Or you are just going through the motion. Let me just do it to fulfill our righteousness. Let's lift up our holy hands. Let's go to burn Wilmington. Let's do all of that. But you are not really expecting anything from God. What is your expectation level this morning? Amen. God is still a miracle working God. Amen. Like Pastor was talking about this morning. God still does miracles. Even in our days. Crazy miracles. Blind eyes open. Cripples walk. He's still the same. Jesus Christ. Hebrews 13 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know what? The same Jesus that stood at the tomb of Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth, is the same today. That same anointing is available in the house this morning. Amen? So I want you to be excited this morning. Jesus is here for a reason. To break yokes, to deliver, to set the captives free. For that's his mandate. Let's go to Luke chapter 4. I'm going to come back there. Uh, Luke chapter 4. I didn't know I was going to go there, but I am, apparently. (laughs) Glory to Jesus. Luke chapter 4. Look at verse 17. And he handed them a book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, I'm reading from verse 17. He found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty of the, to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The Bible also said in Acts 38, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That is the, uh, the agenda of the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, salvation is at the top of it. He came to die for the sins of the world. But he is a miracle-working God. I want you to help me tell your neighbor, Jesus is a miracle-working God. No, 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 that's not good enough. I want you to tell them with, like you believe it. Jesus is a miracle-working God. Amen? And had one more to it, and he's going to do one for me today. If you believe that, shout a believing amen. amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now let's go back to Mark chapter 5. So while Jesus was en route to Jairus' house, he was talking with this woman. You know, they had a dialogue, and he said, who touched me? And she said, I'm the one. I fess up. I'm the one. Sorry, master. And while they were having that conversation, there were people from Jairus' home that came and said, well, the situation has gone from bad to worse. It was okay up until now to believe in Jesus because all we had to deal with was she was sick. Now she is dead. The situation has gone from bad to worse. So what do we do now? 
And I, no- I noticed something while I was studying that. The Bible said the Lord Jesus turned around and said, do not be afraid, only believe. Because that, that message from the house of Jairus was targeted at Jairus' faith to change his confession because something changed. Have you been believing God for something for so long that, you know, it's not getting better, it's getting worse? That's what the scripture told us about the woman. She went from doctor to doctor to doctor. Nothing was changing. It was getting from bad to worse. And so you get to a point that you say, what's the point? Well, I love Jesus. I'm going to heaven. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you this morning, Jesus loves you so much that he died at Calvary, not only to redeem your spirit, soul, and your body. Amen? He died so that you might be made whole from the top of your head down to the very bottom of your feet. So I believe this morning that the Lord is already at work doing what only he can do. Because no man of God can heal. Amen? No preacher can heal. It's Jesus that does the healing. It's Jesus that does the healing. And he's here this morning to do a mighty work. Glory to Jesus. I'm not even getting to what I thought I was going to preach this morning, but let's, let's go. Praise the Lord. So they told us that our daughter was going to be born. She was going to be retarded. She was going to uh, have problem breathing because there was a hole in her heart. And they told us that uh, just don't raise your hopes. I remember we met with uh, about eight or nine specialists. Uh, each of them with different special specialization, cardiologists, uh, pulmonologists, all the ologists. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. I have no idea. <laughs> kind of goes over my head. But uh, I, I need to plug in there that I know there are doctors in the house, uh, clinical people in the house. I am not by any means implying that you're mean. You're just stating the facts, right? Doctors, they are not mean. They're just telling you what their practice have taught them. This is the picture I'm looking at, and this is what it is. So doctors don't enjoy giving bad news. I don't believe, unless they are rotting personally. <laughs> because I don't know why anybody will enjoy telling you you've got cancer. Ha, ha, ha. That's not nice. But they, they tell you what they see, but I also bring you another picture. The scripture said, whose report would you, would you believe? And whose heart? Glory to God. I wish I had more time. <laughs> Glory to God. So the doctors told us this is what's happening. This is what we are seeing. I will not be able to tell all because we don't have enough time. But I remember that day while they were telling us all the things that they found and the plan. You know, you, doctors will meet with you and they said this is the plan. And so don't raise your hopes because we are just going by hour by hour. Um, because we don't know. We just, we just don't know. And babies like this, the survival rate is, you know, zero, zero point something percent or something like that. And so while, they were, while we were having that meeting, I remember heaven was like three years old or, two, or thereabout, and my wife was there with me. We were in the room with the isolate and all the beeping sounds, and I remember the Lord spoke to me. He said, what is going to be your response? The doctors are telling you this. What's going to be your response? And I'll be honest with you, people of God, my legs were shaking, but my heart is strong. Amen? I said, doctors, I don't know half of what you just said. I have no idea what you just said, but what I do know is there's a doctor. Uh-huh. What I do know is there's a doctor. His name is Jesus. Uh, let me get you acquainted with him. He's never lost a case. Amen? I don't know how he's going to do it, but what I do know is he's going to do it. My daughter and my wife and I, we are walking out of this hospital with a clean bill of health. And they looked at me like, oh, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. And then they left. And I'm telling you, uh, fast forward, because I'm going to be jumping back and forth, fast forward. 700 Club. How many of you know 700 Club? I have no idea how they found out about our story, but they contacted us. They wanted to do a story, which I was, when I was thinking about this, praying about this, I thought about showing the video for you guys, but you guys can watch that. 
in the comfort of your PJs. Amen? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Just put my last name in there, and the video will show up. It's on CBN 700 Club website. But anyway, uh, they contacted or they wanted to do a story. Because by the testimony of the doctors that met with us, remember they met with us before, and then look at the after. You know how they do the before and after. Before I was this big, now I'm yes small. I think most of those are Photoshop, but that's just me. So after, when you fast forward a couple of uh, months, after we went through all of this, everything that the doctor said she was not going to be able to do, she is doing. Amen? Remember I told you, they said there's going to be some retardation, they thought it was chromosomal defect. They, they, they had a list of things. They said she was going to grow up like this. They said she's going to have some trouble understanding and, and com communicating and doing all those things. And because of that, they came to our home, and they did uh, a test for her. And they, you know how they put a square peg in a square hole, all of that stuff. And because of that, they put her in a school for people with developmental challenges. And so couple of weeks into it, the teachers and the principal of the school called us and said, well, I think this is a mistake because everything we ask her to do, everything we ask the student to do, she's miles ahead of them. She doesn't belong here. Somebody say, she does not belong here. Amen? She does not belong here. And so they moved her into another school, which is also similar but a higher level. And she spent a couple of weeks there, too. And the teacher said, I, this, I, I don't know how you guys wound up here, but she don't belong here. Amen? <laughs> Somebody say she does not belong here. <laughs> Woo! That's Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I, so I don't know what the doctors have told you. I don't know what the medical report says. But I'm telling you, Jesus has a big eraser. Woo! He has a big, fat eraser. And it's going to wipe it clean in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, I'll tell you this. I remember three years ago when we were getting ready to move over here. I, I, there was a lot going on, money and jobs and all of that stuff. And the Lord reminded me, remember about eight years ago when you were in that hospital with your daughter and with your wife? Remember. And so sometimes God takes you back to the victories of the past to strengthen your faith, to awaken the man on the inside. And I remember one of the things I kept saying during that time was, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it. All I know is I believe you're going to do it. How you are going to do it is above my pay grade. And I'll tell you this, it's above my pay grade. I don't know about you. It's way above my pay grade. My job is to believe. Your job is to believe. So I remember... During the pregnancy, one of the things that happened was I was believing God. This was my faith. I was believing God that by the ninth month, when the baby comes out, she's going to come out perfect because I had a testimony. She's going to come out perfect, and everything that they said they saw, the doctor would be like, what happened? But that's not how it happened. Because God is wiser than us. And I'll give you a good example. Why do you think... The Lord God of heaven waited. In fact, to be honest with you, he didn't really do anything. The three Hebrew boys declared their faith. Remember that story in Daniel chapter 3? The three Hebrew boys, the king, crazy king, built this strange image. He said, everybody, the moment you hear the, new, the, the, the music and the drums, you hit the ground and worship. And Israelites... They know, they are trained from childhood that the Lord God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. In spite of the fact that they were in exile, that stayed with them. And so when this king said, you have to bow to this thing, and they are like, that doesn't look like God. <laughs> so sorry, we are not going to do that. And oh, by the way, if you don't, we are going to throw you into this fire, which I have multiplied seven times worse. He said, well, it doesn't matter. Let me tell you, this God that I serve is going to deliver me. Peradventure is sleeping. He's taking a vacation. 
He's saying today, I'm not doing deliverance today, which, by the way, is a lie. If he does not deliver us, let it be known to you, O king, we are not going to bow. Amen? And guess what? In spite of their faith, in the fire. So sometimes you believe God, and you stand, and you stand, and you still enter in the fire. You know why God does that? Because God likes effects. He loves to generate the best type of testimony out of every situation. Amen? Because if God had delivered them before getting in the fire, yeah, that's a great testimony. But what a cool testimony for the three guys to be walking in the fire. And there's not just three, there's a fourth man. There's a fourth man walking around with them. And the scripture said, the king said, I see another man walking around in the fire with them. And his look, his look is like the son of God. What a revelation. He looks like the son of God. Amen? So, when, so sometimes God will allow you to go from frying pan into the fire, from bad to worse, and then he will show up. One thing I know is, God is always on time. Amen? It may look like, because in, in my estimation, that was my faith, God, do this miracle before the, the pregnancy is over. Which, God has a funny sense of humor. Amen? God has a very funny sense of humor. Because at exactly 26 weeks, our water broke. Now what? I remember we took her to the hospital that day, not knowing that she was coming out that day. I told the doctors, okay, so I want you to you know, go in and sew it back and push the baby back in there. And the doctor looked at me like, you dumb. <laughs> we don't do that. The baby is coming out. What do you mean the baby is coming out? She's just 26 weeks old. It's coming out. And when she came out, she was barely longer than a dollar bill. I brought this. My wife showed me this yesterday. I thought it would be appropriate. This was her footprint. Pastor? That was her footprint when she came out. So tiny. And oh, by the way, she, you got uh, prematurity, and you got all the other medical thing that they talked about. But I tell you, she's here today. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Miracle, please stand up. Y'all know her. Hallelujah. She's a B student. Amen. She's a B student. Amen. Now, of course, I have to stay on her just like you do with your kids. They don't want to study. They don't want to do nothing. But then you have to. You you're gonna study. Amen. You're going to turn off the phone and turn off the TV and read your books. But I bring you good news this morning. Amen? Jesus is a specialist in turnaround. He's a specialist in turnaround situation. Glory to Jesus. Another thing that happened in the course of the, I'm looking at time, in the course of our testimony, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, as I was thinking through this, I said, well, praise God. You know, my wife just had C-section when the baby just came out. And I'm thinking, this is going to be expensive, you know, as a man. You know, you, you, you guys can relate with me. Amen? This is going to be a lot of money. So I, I, I remember I asked one of the nurses, I said, how much does it cost to leave to, for, for a baby to stay in the, in the, in the NICU, in the isolate for, for just a night? He said, well, if you are not doing anything for the baby, no medication, no intervention, no, nothing, it's about $5,000 a night. A night. A night. Okay? So I'm doing the math, and she was there for months. Months. So the first bill that we got was $1.2 million. I remember I was asking Pastor Willie, I said, how, how many offering baskets I have to pass around? <laughs> how many bake sales I got to do to be able to pay for that? Now I'm going to tell you something that God did. God is amazing. God, there's no... Oops with God. Amen? I'm serious. There's no hoops with God because he's, he sees everything. He knows everything. 
you know, like somebody said, when I get to heaven, I'm going to show God. Ah, we, have, we have MP3 now. We have internet. And we have all this gadget. And God will be like, uh, so? I gave that to you. So there's nothing going on in your life that the Lord does not know. So the, we met with a social worker a couple of weeks into after she was born. And uh, I actually asked for the meeting because I wanted to know how are we going to pay for all of this? You know, I'm concerned about her being in the hospital, taking all these treatments, and, and I'm also thinking about the money. It's going to take me the rest of my life to pay for that. So the, 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 the lady met with us. I remember that day because I had been praying about it. Now, I want to say this. The church was praying. Our church in Minnesota was praying. My pastor is a praying man. Amen. Just like Pastor Tom and Pastor Mike, on fire for God. So there were a lot of people that were praying. Amen. So it wasn't just us. Our families were praying. And one thing that we did was we made sure that we only shared our story with people that we know would know how to pray. Amen. I don't want pity party. I don't want, hey, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I don't want that. I want somebody that will say, my brother, I'm standing with you. This is what the Lord just showed me this morning. This is the message that the Lord gave me to give to you. I want somebody that will encourage and boost my faith. I don't want pity party. And so, uh, during that time, there were several people that were praying. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that because there's, there's corporate anointing that God uses sometimes to deliver the miracle that we need. So, we met with a social worker and she, she told us, because of the circumstances of her birth and the date that she was born, I don't understand that. I mean, she was trying to explain it to me, you know, the, the Minnesota law and all that, to be able to qualify. And so because of that, because of the day she was, so God, I believe God intentionally punctured that baby that day. Yeah. You're coming out today. Because if she had been born the day after, we would not have qualified. Now, I've got insurance. Insurance will only pay so much out of 1.2 million, and the rest will be on my neck. And because of that, we came out paying and hoeing zero. And that was just the first bill. The second bill was almost half a million dollars. So you're looking at almost a $2 million baby right there. Praise the Lord. So why am I saying all of this? Sometimes God, the way you think God is going to do it, most of the time is not the way God would do it. But all you have to do is just hold on, stand your ground. The Bible says, having done all to stand, stand therefore. Having your loins got about with truth, the breastplate of righteousness, stand therefore. I don't know how long that miracle is going to take to get to you. But one thing I do know is that the miracle is yours in the name of the Lord Jesus. Like I said, when, we begin, when the message began, as the message is going on, the Lord is working. Amen. I told you, you are a sponge. Just receive. Just receive. Just receive in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, coming back to our story. Jairus, the story has changed. Your daughter is dead. What's the point of praying? Isn't that what the enemy does? So, on the cover of the book, we have, um, there are some, you see some words that are fading out, and then the word, don't buy the picture, kind of stands out. And the subtitle is, your, your faith in God will deliver your miracle. And I believe that. Amen? When you follow the ministry of Jesus, like Pastor was talking about earlier, I shared this a little bit in the men's group on Monday. When you follow the ministry of Jesus, if you count the number of personal testimonies, you know, there are crowds that will gather unto Jesus, and the Bible said it will heal them all. But you count the number of personal testimonies, like blind Bartimaeus, the woman with the issue of blood, etc., etc. There's approximately 19 or 22, depending on how you count in the ministry of Jesus. An overwhelming majority of them, Jesus will say to them, your faith has made you whole. 75% of them, go and do the study yourself. Don't just take my words for it. 75% of them, your faith has made you whole. Now, the other 25, the Father is sovereign. Amen? With or without your faith, it can come in here and heal everybody. Sue him. Go ahead and sue him. Amen? Because he loves to help people. The Bible says in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. 
who went about doing good. I was studying it one day, and God said, stop, stop. Did you notice that I didn't wait for people to come to me? I, I went about looking for them. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. For God was with him. So Jesus is here this morning to set the captive free, to break chains, to deliver, to, to remove oppression from your life. I, I don't know about you, but I'm excited. Amen? We serve a God that is merciful. We serve a God that is glorious. So today, my daughter doesn't take any medication for the heart. They did a, a surgery for her, um, the patch, the hole in the heart. And everything, every time they look at because we have to check every six months, they have to check uh, the, the picture. What is it called again? Thank you. Uh, we have to check. They have to do uh, x-ray every six months. So we did that for the first two years. And then so they said, you know what? We don't need to see you for another 10 years. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Something else that the Lord just reminded me. While we were writing the book, God gave us the name. Many people have commented on the names of my daughters. I got them from God. I'm not that smart. So God gave us the name. He said, you are going to call, one of our names will be Miracle, and that will be the primary name. And so, you know, in families, you have nicknames. People give you nicknames. So we started calling her Mimi, M-I-M-I. And it became very pervasive. Everybody was calling her Mimi, friends and family. And so finally, God called me one day. said, son, I told you her name is Miracle. The reason I gave you that name is every time somebody utters that name, I continue the work that I began. I continue the work. So I told everybody, if you call her Mimi, I'm going to throw you out. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. So that's why you, you don't hear that name because we changed that. We changed that because it was a prophetic name that the Lord gave her. So every time you guys call her Miracle, the Lord is doing a work. And I believe that with every fiber of my being because she's here. She's not supposed to be here. In fact, they told us, they offered us an option before that 26 weeks that because of all the things that we are seeing, it would be advisable for you to just abort the baby. Just, you know, just abort the baby and try for another one. And we told them, well, that's not an option. We are just going to believe God. So this morning, I believe God is here to meet your need. Now, when you follow the story of Jairus, how much time do I have left? Okay. When you follow the story of Jairus, the Bible said, Jesus told them, keep your mouth shut. Only believe. Sometimes as believers, we need to zip it. Amen. Amen. The only thing coming out of your mouth is the word of God about that situation. Amen? If you don't have the word of God, just zip your mouth. Because you are going to mess up your miracle. You are going to keep pushing it out. So Jesus told him, just zip your mouth. And I studied it. You will never see in that passage that Jairus said anything again. It was not recorded by the Holy Spirit. And so they got to the house. And when they got to the house, there was a commotion. People were already crying. You know, in Bible days... When somebody dies, the people are crying, and then they hire other people to help them cry. Amen? I'm not kidding. It's historical fact. Study scripture. They hire other people to help them cry so that the loud and the voice will be very, very loud. I don't know why, but, but that's, that was the culture. So when Jesus got there, he put everybody out. Everybody out. Everybody out. And it was just Jesus and the Father and his two disciples that went with him into the, into the daughter. And a few minutes later, she is standing strong. And so I'm bringing you good news this morning. In spite of the fact that the story went from bad to worse, that does not mean anything. The devil will say, well, it's over. And Jesus will be like, well, I'm just getting started, dude. (laughs) Amen. I'm just getting warmed up. Amen. So my point is, don't you ever give up. Brother, sister, don't you ever give up. Don't you ever give up. That would be an insult to the cross because it bled so much so that you might be set free. The scripture said it took 39 stripes so that you might be healed. Amen? You think Jesus was just trying to see how much, how much stripes it could take? No, it was targeted. It was designed by the Father so that you and I might be set free. First Peter 2.24, by his stripes, ye were healed. Past tense, were healed. Cancer healed on the cross. 
rheumatoid arthritis, healed on the cross. Whatever the name of that sickness, healed at the cross. Amen? Healed at the cross. Healed at the cross. Healed at the cross. Healed at the cross. Come on now. Healed at the cross. Healed at the cross. Healed at the cross. The story may go from bad to worse. It doesn't matter. Because Jesus has demonstrated over and over and over and over again. It doesn't matter. Oh, one of my favorite passages in scripture, John chapter 11. Lazarus. The Bible said Jesus got to the tomb of Lazarus. And the man has been dead for four days. And you know in, in, in the Middle East, they have desert there. So the temperature is really, really hot. So imagine putting a dead body in the cave for four days. The brain is decaying. All the organs are decaying. So think about the kind of miracle that Jesus had to do in order for Lazarus to come back to life. It's not just waking somebody from sleep. The guy is messed up. Amen? Four days in the grave. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Come on now. I am. Not I will be. Not I hope to be. I am the resurrection and the life. You know, it's one thing if Jesus had said, I have the resurrection and the life power. That would have been awesome. But he said, I am the embodiment. I am the embodiment of resurrection and life. So I see resurrection in your life this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever is dead or dying, whatever the doctors or the specialists or whatever they might be, have said, give up, it's over. There's no way around it. I got good news for you. I've got good news for you. Come on now. I've got good news for you. Jesus is in the house. Woo! And for some reason, he loves, he relishes the difficult cases. He loves that because it gives him greater glory. Amen? He gives him greater glory. Glory to God. One other thing that I'm going to talk about before I round up. Around that time, there was a lot of back and forth between the two hospitals. My wife was just had C-section. My daughter is on the other hospital, so I have to be going back and forth. And so you get to a place in your faith that you get weary. I don't even have time to sleep, have time to pray, have time to do anything. So I remember I was getting into the elevator that day. I think my wife was there with me. Um... I was getting into the elevator. I can't remember whether we were going to get food at the cafeteria or going home to go get change of clothes. I don't remember. But I remember a lady stepped into the elevator that day. And I believe she was an angel. I believe it because I never saw her again. Anyway, she told us. She just made this statement like, you know, you met some random stranger in the elevator. She said, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And that really encouraged my faith that day because... We were, you know, thinking about the money, thinking about what's going to happen, thinking about how we're going to take care of this child. But Jesus showed up, and she's here today. I remember, oh, there's so much I can talk about. I remember, I think, when she was four, we met with the doctors, and they said, uh, so what kind of medication is she, is she on? Because based on what I saw here, uh, she should still be on medication. You know, we, she's, she's not taking anything. She's, she's not taking anything. The joxing, I still remember the joxing because it sounds cool. It's one of the meds that she took, the joxing. I don't know. But anyway, there were so many meds that she was on for the first couple of weeks of her life. I remember when she came out uh, of the surgery, she looked like she just ballooned. I mean, three or four times so much swelling and everything. I mean, there was just no way for her to be here today. There was no way. And I'll tell you the proof of that. When we had our third pregnancy... We met with a normal doctor, our OB doctor was on vacation. And so his substitute or one of his assistants was seeing us that day. So he began to, you know how doctors will read your notes before they visit with you. So he was reading the notes for miracle. And he used this word. So what did the autopsy report say? What did the autopsy report say? Because he read the notes and the conclusion as a board-certified medical doctor 
was, this baby is dead. And so my wife said, well, I hate to bust your bubbles. She's not dead. She's alive. Amen? She's not dead. She's alive. And I got pictures. You know how ladies carry pictures in their wallet? I got pictures. So I'm telling you this morning, one of the things I, I, I studied, the, mini, the ministry of Jesus Christ and the miracles, you see there are many instances in the ministry of Jesus that miracles will happen in the moment. And there are miracles that happen over a period of time. So that's one of the lies of the enemy. He would come to you and say, well, you went into that service, you heard all that great message, and nothing has really changed. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Straight from the pit of hell. How many of you remember the, the years of AOL? If you raise your hand, you are kind of old. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> the years of AOL when you do the dial-up and then... And then the thing is 20%, 30%, and then you go for lunch, and then you come back, it's 70%. I'm telling you, your miracle is loading. Yeah. Amen? Your miracle is loading. And it's on the highest Wi-Fi. Holy Ghost fire. Amen? Your miracle is loading this morning. Amen? So don't give up hope. Help me tell your neighbor, don't give up hope. It doesn't matter what the doctors have said. It doesn't matter what that situation is. I tell you, Jesus is up to the task. And he actually enjoys helping his people. He enjoys helping his people. Acts 10, 38, one of my favorite verses. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good and healing all who have been oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen? So don't give up hope this morning. Amen? We are going to pray together, and we are going to minister to you. The ministers will come forward in a, in a couple of minutes, and we are going to lay hands on you. Amen? We are going to lay hands on you and administer the power of God unto you. I want you to just show up to receive. That's your job. Your job is just to show up to receive this morning. Amen? I've got a couple more things to say. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 14, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord, the Lord, the Lord will raise him up. The Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed any sin, it shall be forgiven him. Is that in your Bible? Is that in your Bible? Praise the Lord. Jesus said, Mark 16, verse 15. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take off serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I want you to note that last word, recover. Amen. Amen. Recover can happen in the moment. It can happen over a period of time. So you, your job is to stay engaged in faith. Amen. Your job is to stay engaged in faith. You go to the doctors next and they say nothing has changed. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. God is working. Hallelujah. Amen. Things are turning around. Things are turning around. Things are turning around. That's my confession. That's my faith. These things are turning around. And when your daughter or your son that's, you know, going through some difficult problem, they call you again and say, Dad, Mom, nothing has changed. Praise the Lord. Things are turning around. We are raising up prayer altar over here. Glory to God. You don't give up. You don't give up. You keep, you keep pumping faith into the cloud. You keep pumping faith and prayer into the cloud. And one day the cloud will be full. And when the cloud is full, it will give it rain. Glory to Jesus. Woo! Remember I told us, the enemy is a liar. And the father of it. That's what scripture tells us. The Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief comes but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus has come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Abundant life. Overflowing life. So the devil will come around and say, well, they might, it might work for everybody except you. Amen? He's a liar. And the, why, are you, why are you listening to him anyway? 
Change the channel. Change the channel. They'd say, I'm not listening to that. I'm not buying that picture. That's why God told us to call it, don't buy the picture. Because the enemy is painting a picture. He's showing you your coffin. He's showing you the end. He's showing you how it's going to end. But Jesus has a better picture. Amen? A picture of miracle. A picture of turnaround. A picture of healing. A picture of deliverance. That's what Jesus is saying. So you have a choice. You have a choice this morning. Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the report of the Lord? Or you are going to believe what the doctor said? I spent a lot of time talking about healing this morning because that's what the Lord put in my heart. Glory to God. And I'm believing God for miracles to break out in the house this morning. I'm believing God for miracles to break out in the house this morning. Even as we pray, the power of God will be released. It's not me. It's Jesus. That's why I love the, the ministry team as they were worshiping this morning and they began to sing Yeshua, Yeshua. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So I want you to get on your feet this morning. Glory to Jesus. Get on your feet. Praise the Lord. I'm looking, oh, I'm so over time. Yes, please. Worship team, please come. If you can help me to set the mood, to set the atmosphere. We are going to believe God for some crazy miracles this morning. Amen. Is Jesus able to do it? Woo! Is Jesus able to do some crazy miracles? Glory to God. Is Jesus able to do it? He's more than able. The Bible says with men, this is impossible, not with God. For with God, all things are possible. All things. And that includes your case, by the way. That includes your case, by the way. You know, sometimes we, we, we get so bogged down by what the doctors say or what the report says. They say it's this type of cancer, and this type of cancer, nobody has ever survived it. Uh, there's no hope, or it's this type of disease, it's incurable, there's no medication for it, there's no treatment for it. And so we buy into that lie. I tell you to change, you know, remove from that camp, fire that camp, and come into Jesus' camp, because he's more than able. He's more than able. Glory to God. Glory to God. As I close, I want you to remember Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The same Jesus that was at the tomb of Lazarus, the same Jesus that was talking to blind Bartimaeus, the same Jesus that touched the mother of Peter and the, and the fever disappeared. The same Jesus is alive and is here in our midst. He's here in our midst. So I want you to be expectant this morning. I want you to be expectant. Praise the Lord. Watch, uh, ministry team, if you can come forward. We are, going to, we are going to minister together this morning. And Jesus is going to take all the glory. I'm believing God for some supernatural things to happen this morning. For some mighty things to take place this morning. We are going to pray. For those that need prayer, please come forward. Forget about the time. You'll catch up with lunch later. Forget about the time. Don't, don't, don't go and, and miss this corporate anointing that is in the house this morning. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the house this morning. Lord Jesus, do what only you can do. You said, this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And so, we stand right now. And I put my hand on my sister this morning. From the top of your head to the sole of your feet. You are made whole. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Every sickness and disease disappear. In the name of Jesus. You are made whole. From the top of your head to the sole of your feet. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I pray for my brother. Every report that the doctors has said, Lord, I tear it up. I erase it this morning in the name of Jesus. You said in your word, they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lord, we believe you for a miracle right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. From the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Every cell, every organ, every tissue. Receive the life of God now in the name of Jesus. 
Father God, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.